Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go on a Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. You can be part of the program. You can dial us up. Operator Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at dpshow. Play of the day, poll questions, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. We'll check in with the Lakers coming up. Next hour, basketball last night, or at least the uh, artist formerly known as the Boston Celtics got roughed up again by the Miami Heat. The Heat up 3-0 in the Celtics. Nuggets up 3-0 in the Lakers, trying to close out the Lakers. Game four, that'll be coming up tonight. All right, poll question. We'll have a few of those coming your way. I uh, bring this up and have brought this up when ESPN gave the Miami Heat a 3% chance to advance to the NBA Finals before the series started. And I thought, okay, this is why I have a problem with analytics. Analytics doesn't factor in personality or clutchness. It doesn't factor in attitude. It doesn't factor in coaching, uh, the age, the experience. The Miami Heat, they've been here before. But a 3% chance? I know that you have the Boston Celtics, who I've said before many times, might be the best team as far as talent goes, depth, but they don't have experience as uh, at the head coach uh, position. Uh, you got the Miami Heat. Eric Spolster has been there 15 years. you got Pat Riley there. They've done a wonderful job drafting players, getting players who weren't drafted and have contributed mightily here. This is why analytics can sometimes fool you, where you go, a 97% chance of going to the NBA Finals. Now, if you said, what are the chances for the Celtics to go to the Finals before this series started? I would say, uh, probably 60% chance. Maybe. Maybe a little bit more than that. Home court advantage. and But you have to factor in, this is a team that was on the verge of being eliminated by the 76ers. Game six in Philly. Philly wins. Philly's playing the Miami Heat. So they, and they frustrate me. The Celtics, uh, they're not threatening. Uh, that's another common theme that I've had. They're just not consistent. They're not threatening at times. Their stars disappear. 
And you saw that last night. It didn't take long before you realized Miami's going to win this one. They're going to win this one. And analytics doesn't factor in Jimmy Butler. There's no category for, oh, do you have a Jimmy Butler kind of player? Jimmy Butler during the regular season gets no attention whatsoever. Right? Very little. It's not like he has these moments where, do you see Jimmy Butler last night? But in the playoffs, playoff Jimmy Butler is a thing. It's real. It's tangible. Analytics doesn't factor that in. But for the uh, Boston Celtics, a possible trip to the NBA Finals again is looking like a very, very distant possibility. Stat of the day is always brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Make sure you try out the Discover credit cards. They do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. Everything doubled, cash back from trips and restaurants. See terms. Check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Poll question today, Seton. What are we going to go with? Who had the best weekend, Ooh. Dan? Brooks Kepka, Michael Block, Jimmy Butler, or Jamal Murray? Oh. Wow. Okay. Those, those are four great weekends right there. Yeah. Well, Michael Block stole the show. Uh, Brooks Kepka. Didn't steal the PGA, but, you know, he, he won it. He was, although if you look after the first round, you're not talking about Brooks Kepka, And uh, then all of a sudden he wouldn't go away. And then once he gets that feel, that sense, uh, and he's back because he, I think he was on really the edge of not being a competitive golfer again because of his injuries. And, uh, you know, he's healthy now. You saw that. And he's got that attitude. He's got that swagger. He's not afraid. Just like, all right, he's standing over a putt, and you go, it's going in. Uh, Michael Block was a great story. You know, he's a uh, career PGA Tour, uh, you know, uh, professional uh, from Southern California. He's a guy who's there, you know, at a country club in Mission Viejo. But he's he's played in majors before. So that's why it's not like he's been around this and these players, but this was different. Because now you're there with uh, Rory McIlroy. You're, you're, you're on the leaderboard. And uh, the crowd loved it. You know, it was like he was uh, in Tin Cup. He, he was the guy you were going to root for. It's like, God, there, there's a, a PGA uh, pro there. And it felt like he was us out there. And uh, I think the emotion kind of hit him at the end of it all. Uh, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, he's out there. He's with Rory McIlroy. The previous round, he's with Justin Rose. Crowd's going crazy. Has a hole in one. And uh, now he got invited to uh, the Colonial. And then he'll go back to, uh, you know, being a teaching pro. So uh, that was a great story. Yes, Mark. Does his rate go up after this performance? I hope not. And, you know, he makes, uh, I think, 150 for 45 minutes. Uh, but I, I hope it doesn't. But, you know, it, it, he would be in demand if he wanted to do it. But I, I hope it doesn't. Yeah, Paul. Dan, of course, I, we got to correct the sports media. The Arroyo Trabuco uh, website, that's the club he plays for and works at in Southern California. He makes 125 for mm. a 45-minute lesson. Okay. A nine-hole playing lesson where you get on a cart and ride with him is $500. Okay. And you can go online and book it right now if you want. Oh, all right. If you're interested. Yeah. I just have to get out there, though, for the uh, the lesson there. I'd sign up. 
but <laughs> we're doing career salary for Michael Block. Uh, so let's see. Jamal Jamal Murray had a wonderful weekend, and and this is one of those where you go, oh, that's right, Jamal. Uh, Murray, bubble Jamal Murray, where you're like, oh, my God. And then he got hurt. Joker sort of overshadows everybody on that team. And then uh, I kept thinking the Celtics, if you contain Joker, that's you know he's going to get his, but you got to make sure nobody else goes crazy. And the other players on the Nuggets are hitting open shots and the Lakers aren't. Here's another thing that happens in the NBA. This didn't used to happen in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, maybe even the 90s. And that's the three-point shot can get you back into a game, but it can also take you out of a game. And you're seeing that certainly with the Lakers. Uh, LeBron keeps shooting threes. Well, if you're not making them, and then they're making twos at the other end, and then you go, oh, let's keep shooting threes now. We have to make up an even bigger deficit. And then you're not making your threes. So now that margin is, you know, 17 points, 19 points, 21 points. And you see this with the Boston Celtics as well. You keep shooting because you got to get back into the game. But by shooting the three, you can also get further out of the game. And that's where we're seeing these big fluctuations where you know somebody's going to go on a 19 to four run, you know, 20 to five run. But it's because the three point shot can get you that, but also take you know, it takes away too. Yes, yeah, Eden. Right, like LeBron getting to the hoop and trading twos for threes every trip down. You know, Jamal Murray's knocking everything down. LeBron, just the physical nature. He's hitting the floor even when there's not a foul called. That's just not sustainable. No, and he keeps shooting the three, and that's why, you know, I keep, I keep yelling. Why don't you get to the hoop early? You know, get some fouls. Get to the line. Then if you want to shoot some threes. But don't get down early. And then try to get get back in it by shooting threes. Because LeBron has been terrible from three-point range in this series. And they are trying to tire him out. And they've done a very good job. If you said to the Nuggets, hey, LeBron's going to guard Joker again tonight, they'd be like, great, love it. We want him tired at the other end, settling for the jump shot. But when you shoot a jump shot, you need your legs Big misconception. Oh, you just stand out there. You still have to have your legs shooting threes. And LeBron looks tired. And he he has not been dangerous at all shooting those threes. And, and he's putting, and it's not all on him, but he's the guy who's leading the charge here. I feel confident if Reeves is going to shoot a three. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Ooh. Uh, hello. Ooh, hello. Hello. Pick up a white courtesy phone. Uh, so we're not seeing any of the role players for the Lakers play the way the role players are playing for the Denver Nuggets. Um, all right, so uh, what other poll questions do you have, Seton? Uh, we got a bunch more. We're putting up that one for the first hour. Okay. Uh, but we do have better story, uh, the Heat or Michael Block. Well, I think everybody can identify with Michael Block. Like, that's that's just a guy out there. Whereas... You know, the Miami Heat, we've seen this before. Jimmy Butler, we've seen this before. I mean, they're a great story to root for because you don't know who, like Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson back in the mix. I was watching him like, where's he? Like, he didn't play at all, it felt like, this year. And they're doing it without Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo. And you're looking at the undrafted players and you're going, 
it goes back to the saying I have, you know, losing is a choice because you can go out and get players. And, you know, uh, Miami Heat have gotten those players and those players know what their roles are. Sometimes you have, hey, I got uh, this guy who was the defensive player of the year. This guy was first team all NBA. This guy was second team all NBA. That's great. You got to do it, though, every single night. And it feels like Boston is just sitting back going, yeah, I know we're supposed to be better than them. And then all of a sudden Miami, you know, you, you they woke up Jimmy Butler for some reason. And Jimmy Butler had this to say when he had his little uh, confrontation with Grant Williams. That's just competition at its finest. Um, he hit a big shot. Um, started talking to me. I like that. I'm, I'm all for that. It, it makes me um, key in a lot more. And it, it pushes that will that I have to win a lot more. And um, it makes me smile. It, it does. When, when people talk to me, I'm like, okay, I know I'm, I'm a decent player if you want to talk to me out of everybody that you can talk to. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just competition. I, I, I do respect him, though. He, he's a big part of what they try to do. He switches. He can shoot the ball. Um, I just don't know if um, I'm the best person to talk to. That's a great line. That that right there. I just don't know if I'm the best person to talk to. I, I love the delivery too. It's yeah. so measured and it's very you know it, it's almost like uh, you know John Wick. He's the NBA's John Wick. Oh, all right, I got to do this. I got to do this. Because he's like, I respect you. Yeah, I respect you. Yeah. but yeah, not me. But though. I I got to talk to me yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's another thing I hate hearing. Here is the Celtics head coach, Joe Mazzula. I just didn't have them ready to play. I just didn't didn't have the execute the proper game plan. I didn't put them in the right mentality to be ready. And, you know, it's my job to make sure that they're connected uh, and that they're ready to play, and I didn't do that. Okay. When did you realize you didn't have them ready to play? <laughs> Can you – like, these are grown men getting paid. Get out there. Play. Now, if you said, hey, you know, the dog ate my scouting report or, uh, you know, I, I got outcoached by, by uh, Eric Spolstra, didn't use timeouts or my rotations were terrible. Okay, I didn't have them ready to play means what? They weren't ready to play. At, at some point, it's on them. Now, what do you do today? How are they going to get ready for the next game tomorrow? What are you going to do differently? Hey, guys, get ready. Ah, I got him ready. Yeah, Seaton. Is it unheard of to replace your coach before game four of the Eastern <laughs> Conference Finals? Because as soon as I heard that, I was like, just fire him right now. Just get rid of him right now. I didn't get them ready. I didn't have the right game plan. Oh, even that's okay, but I just didn't have them ready to play. I don't know oh, what that okay. means. Then you should just don't show up then. I don't I don't know. It'd be like if you know, you guys don't have a good show, and then I go, you know, I just didn't have them uh, ready. I didn't get them ready. No, it's your responsibility to get ready for the show. Yes, Todd? But what are the options? You either say that, or you're like, I don't know, I did my part, talk to them. They're the ones that play on the court. <laughs> I didn't have a basketball in my hand. I think John Calipari said that one time. Hey, don't blame me, blame them. <laughs> and that's really what you should be thinking. And this on you guys. Not on me. You. Get ready. Be ready. Your season is on. Didn't you learn anything against the 76ers? Apparently not. Now you're going to go out in this style? 
Are you going to get swept? How about we bring this back to Boston? No team has ever come back from 3-0. We're going to do it. Who's with me? Let's go! Let's go! And then he's the only guy running out of the uh, locker room. Who's with... Coach, it's a seven-game series. I mean, we got plenty of time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 gonna now I'm gonna start out coaching Eric Spolstra. Now now, now it's gonna happen. What I, I hate hearing that. I didn't get him ready. What were you doing then? I, I, well he watches that movie The Town. He watches In lieu of practice? Like he's going what's watching the town but not hosting practice. Well, no, but he watches <laughs> the town four times a week, he says. He watches that movie four times a week. Yes, Ton. You could almost wink at that if it's November 12th or January or February, but it was the conference finals. It's a little tough to swallow that you don't have your team ready. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't have them ready. I know he's you know, trying to fall on the sword for him, but I don't want to hear that. It's not on. Now, should he be the coach of the Celtics? No, he shouldn't. He doesn't have the experience, and it's showing right now. But that team has experience, and you would think just the talent level. Now, is he saying to Jason Tatum, hey, whatever you do, don't shoot in the fourth quarter. Hey, whatever you do, I don't want you to uh, take many shots in the second half. That's on Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown, future Hall of Famer Al Horford. You're supposed to be. (laughs) I put a curse on Al Horford. Something terrible. Yes, Marv. Hey, at the end of, was that game two? And uh, Al Horford called that timeout, yeah. and he did a little pose. Yeah, and then no. Jimmy Butler returned the favor. Yeah. <sighs> this yeah. has not been good. We're nope. blaming you. Yeah, yeah. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Three-time All-Star. Yeah. 12 points a game. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a break here. Just getting started. Got our poll question. Check in with the Lakers. Game tonight. Lakers. The Nuggets, by the way, favored tonight in Los Angeles. Favored by three. Man. We'll do the over-unders for uh, tonight. I got the uh, odds to win the series with the Nuggets and the Heat. Who has a Who's a bigger favorite to win their conference final between the Nuggets and the Heat? Both up 3-0. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hour two on this Monday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Spent a lot of time first hour talking about what's wrong with the Celtics. Congratulating the Miami Heat. Another big win last night. You had Brooks Kepka winning the PGA, but it feels like Michael Block was the story. And it was the story throughout uh, the weekend. In fact, the first four days or the four days there of the tournament, we were talking about him that he was sort of hanging in there, had the hole in one yesterday. He finished 15th, and uh, he will then be able to go to the PGA Championship next year. I thought Brooks Kepka, Kepka got shortchanged a little bit, and uh, he's a great comeback story. He's a great story as well. I know that we look at you know Michael Block, who uh, gives golf lessons, Mission Viejo, but he's played in the U.S. Open PGA Championship before, and, uh, and he's in his mid-40s. So he... Uh, he played well, and he was a great story there because we're like, oh, it's a teaching pro. And he was a great interview, and he was a man of the people. But Brooks Kepka coming back from what appeared to be career-ending knee surgery and uh, to be able to put it all together and win, and win in impressive fashion on a very difficult golf course, to me got shortchanged just a little bit there. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle. A DP show. We uh, talked a little bit about Jim Brown passing away. And uh, I mentioned, I thought that he and Barry Sanders were the uh, two running backs who averaged over five yards per carry. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, the, the number of games, uh, maybe getting 10,000 yards or more, if uh, how many running backs have over five uh, 
five yards per carry. Uh, Barry Sanders uh, went over uh, 15,000 yards. He averaged five yards per carry. Uh, Jim Brown, 5.2. Now, there's other running backs, but they don't have anywhere near the yards. Jamal Charles averaged 5.4 yards per carry. That's the most in NFL history is Jamal Charles, 5.4 yards per carry. Nick Chubb, 5.2. Mercury Morris, uh, 5.1. Aaron Jones, 5.1. Jonathan Taylor, 5.1. Gail Sayers, 5.0. Barry Sanders, 5.0. Stat of the day, stat of the day, (laughs) stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Once again, the the line of demarcation there is 10,000 yards, averaging five yards per carry, and it's Jim Brown and Barry Sanders. So if there was some confusion, you can blame me. Uh, the Lakers are getting uh, giving three points tonight against the Nuggets as the Nuggets try to close out the L.A. Lakers. We'll check in with the Lakers coming up. Uh, Jamal Murray scored 37 as the Nuggets beat the Lakers, taking a 3-0 series lead. Um, and I, and it, what I like now is because of the Lakers, people are seeing Joker and Jamal Murray. And you probably didn't watch a game during the regular season. And there's no shame in admitting that. I probably watched maybe two or three games of the Denver Nuggets. We saw highlights, and we saw the stat lines. You'd be like, oh, Joker with another triple-double. Jamal Murray was a, was a thing in the bubble a couple of years ago, and he's coming back to being that thing again. Uh, and the Lakers do not have an answer for him. Jimmy Butler, uh, the Heat did it again. The 26-point loss, the worst by a Celtics team in the playoffs since... 2018 Eastern Conference Finals when they lost uh, to Cleveland by 30. But Jimmy Butler's putting up historical numbers. He's averaging just under 30, 6.7 rebounds, five and a half assists, and two, a little over two steals per game. In the last 50 years, two other players have averaged those numbers in a postseason in which they played at least eight games. James Harden and Michael Jordan. Jordan did it twice. The interesting thing about Jimmy Butler is all of his numbers, his playoff numbers, they're all better than his regular season numbers. He just, you never talk about him during the regular season. But when he gets to the postseason, you can't stop talking about him. And, uh, you know, you're watching that game last night. I'm waiting for this Celtic team to have a sense of urgency. And if you don't have it now, you got no pulse. And it, just felt like that, that you're going, okay, you better, you got to, you got to jump out, man. Come on. You got to get going. And then all of a sudden you can shoot yourself into a game, a big lead, a comeback, but then you can shoot yourself out of a big lead, a comeback. You need threes, but you're not making threes. So it's that, you know, that conundrum. Do we keep shooting threes even though that's the reason why we're down by 15? And Miami's making those shots, the open shots. Boston isn't. And Joe Mazzula, the Celtics head coach, took the blame. I just didn't have them ready to play. I just didn't, didn't have the execute the proper game plan. I didn't put them in the right mentality to be ready. 
And, you know, it's my job to make sure that they're connected uh, and that they're ready to play, and I didn't do that. Okay. That would uh, be filed under the category or heading of fake blame. He's not going to blame his players. He's going to take the blame. And it's as if, okay, the media is going to move on from this. No, we're not. No. You're taking the blame for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Are you telling me if you put them into the wrong matchups or your rotations were bad or you should have started this guy or you shouldn't have started this guy? You know, that that I'm interested in hearing. But I would want to have specifics. If I'm there in the media, I'd be like, Coach, explain to me what what exactly you did or didn't do. And then how do you change that for uh, game four? Because that's in Miami. Again, can you win that game? Like, can you make this interesting? But if you didn't get the wake-up call going into Philly, game six, then you're not going to get the wake-up call going into game four in Miami. Because in game six, Philly should have closed you out. At home, they should have. But you had an unbelievable performance, and that allowed you to get back home for game seven. That should have been the wake-up call. The guys, we can't go through the motions. And that's what they're doing. It's, it's as if they do not respect the Miami Heat other than Jimmy Butler. And after three games, you know, the Lakers could be up two games to one. I think if you look at this objectively, you could go, they could be up. But they're not. But they're at least in the game. Celtics aren't in the game at all. But going back to Denver tonight, uh, the Joker had this to say about the Lakers and LeBron. I mean, to be honest, I'm not going to say that I'm scared, but I mean, you know, I'm worried because um, they have LeBron on, on the other side and he's uh, he's capable of doing everything, you know. So we're going to come here with the same mindset, same uh, same focus, and uh, I think that's going to give a, put a situation to, to win a game, you know. So, But, you know, we, we never know. That is a good answer. Don't take your foot off. Respect them. LeBron is there, and you know that he's capable of putting up a big number here. Yeah, Marv. He shouldn't respect him. LeBron hasn't given him 40 yet. Well, he could be. Could be due. <laughs> little little Dylan Brooks callback there. I can't. Grant Williams and Dylan Brooks. Why would you speak to those two? I, I, I don't know what Grant Williams was thinking. When he hit the shot, I said, okay, Boston's going to win this game. And then there's six minutes to go, and you're going toe-to-toe, face-to-face with Jimmy Butler. I'm going, Why? Of all the people, do that to Duncan Robinson or somebody. But but not Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler's like, uh, I don't think I'm the right guy to be doing that to. It was so just... It, it's as if he didn't have... His EKG was not going higher. It's like, I don't think I'm the guy you want to do that to. And I liken him to Jay, you know John Wick. All right, something's got to be done. I'm going to go do it. Yes, Paulie. Also, role players can't call out star players. I think there has to be some line of demarcation. If you're averaging eight and the guy you're calling out is averaging 23, I don't know if you can call him out on the court. Well, Dylan Brooks did that, has been doing that. Yeah, how that worked. Came back and haunt, again, to haunt him. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, Carmelo Anthony has announced his retirement. Uh, uh, Got to be honest, I thought he already did, but. I don't know if that's breaking news that Mello has announced his retirement. Making it official. Okay. All right. Is that breaking news? 
He broke his own news. He's yeah. he's the one who posted. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh, he's retired. A good career. Good career. Great shooter. Great score. Yeah, yeah. Glad great shooter. Great shooter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful form. Yes, Marv. Is he in a Ray Allen category of Hall of Famers who won't have their number retired anywhere? Oh. Ooh. Fair. Well, I can't imagine if it happened in Boston for Ray. Miami? Mm, Seattle, no. Milwaukee? Greek Freak's wearing his number. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Miami retired Chris Bosch's number. I don't know if <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh Yukon. Yukon retire Ray's uh, number maybe. Right about that. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. Carmelo only got deep in the playoffs twice. Oh nine with Denver. They had yeah. a nice run and then that early run with the Knicks. I think they won three six got to the third round or whatever, two thousand thirteen. Did they go to the Eastern Conference yeah. finals? Yeah, and that was there was a lot of energy around that. Yeah. It just feels like that guy almost got short changed for his career. He got college. He's fantastic. One, yeah. Well, one year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Eden. Yeah, he just, for some reason, was never... That year with Allen Iverson felt like it was going to be something. In Denver? Yeah. 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 They just never were able to quite put it together. Well, then when he came to the Knicks, they had to trade everybody to get him. Yeah. And then I think he looked around and went, wait, where's my help? Uh it's in Denver. Yeah, we, all you know, we we sent everybody there to get you. That's how this works. Uh, but he wanted the sign and trade because he wanted to get paid, and he could get paid more with Denver. And then he went to the Knicks. Um, first ballot, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. You think so? Oh well, you know what? This is college, and yeah, yeah, it'll be first ballot. Yeah, more. But I think it's just off of his Hall of Fame, just off his Hall of Fame, just off of his NBA career alone, the amount okay. of All Star. Okay. Teams, okay. all NBA appearances, a, lo- a lot of points though, a lot of points, a ton of points. Yeah, man. how many did he end up with? I got uh, oh my total points are mellow. You see twenty seven thousand. I got twenty eight over twenty eight thousand okay. points. Right. He averaged over twenty eight a game three different times in his career. Yeah. Long career. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, Marv. And slight correction, they didn't even get to the Eastern Conference Finals with Carmelo. Oh, they didn't. Okay, yeah. You don't have to pile on. Just retire. <laughs> Just retire. <laughs> Let's go, Knicks. Let's go. Would you rather have his career? Uh, I wish I had another name for you. Okay. Great score, college title, very famous, truckloads of dough. Truckloads. Well, of dough. but but who's the comp? Man, I'm would you to... rather have his career or Dirk Nowitzki's career? Oh, Dirk. Dirk. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find somebody who won a title. He also won an MVP, but he didn't play college basketball. How about um, Christian Leitner's career? Entire basketball career. Hmm. Christian Leitner was, had a nice NBA career, but it was not close to Carmelo's. But he played like 15 years, I yeah. think. Leitner, Leitner on the dream team. He's one of the five greatest college basketball players of all time. A nice NBA career. Nice NBA career. Or do I want Mello, who won a title at Syracuse? Kind of proud of that one. First ballot Hall of Fame. Well, Leitner is a Hall of Famer, right? He's a Hall of Famer. <clears throat> What'd you say? 
Christian Leitner's a Hall of Famer. In the Naismith Hall of Fame, you said? The the Basketball Hall of Fame. All right, come on, stop it. Is Leitner in the Hall of Fame now? As a dream teamer, I'm sure. Wait, Marv. I'm, Christian Leitner is one of the greatest college basketball players of all time. That alone gets you into the Hall of Fame. But not for him? He made one all-star team as a... I'm, you get into the Hall of Fame, you can be a, a, just a great I, college player. I'm with you. Bobby Jones is in the Hall of Will Fame. Will you stop with Bobby Jones? Christian Leitner is a Hall of Famer. He is not yet, and that's probably he has to wait to get his college career as his due. He has yet to be a Hall of Famer, Christian Okay, well, He's a Hall of Famer. Yes, Marv. No, back to you. Go ahead. No, he is a Hall of Famer. There are people in the Hall of Fame who just had great college careers. Just based off that. Like Ralph Sampson? Ralph Sampson's a Hall of Famer. Right. No, he's in. So, all right. If he's in, then Leitner is... It'd be like John Calipari is going to to the Basketball Hall of Fame, right? For his work in college? Yeah. And he didn't do anything in the pros? No. So that that might be a comp for Christian Leitner. Yes, Marv. No, we can talk about... We can scream at each other off air. Okay. That's useless. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't help anyone. We're trying to provide good content here, Marv. Yes, Todd. What about Carmelo versus Andre Iguodala as far as how much you weigh championships mm. and the one college championship with Melo? Okay. Would I rather be Andre Iguodala or Carmelo Anthony? He wasn't just along for the ride. He was a significant part of some of those rings. I would rather be Carmelo. More of a passenger, though. Yeah. Doesn't Iguodala have a finals MVP? Yeah. Yeah, but that was as a pass. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, he never should have gotten that. That wasn't MVP. his. No. No, he never should have gotten that. Wow. He, I mean, no, he, he has it, though. He, he does have it, I but he shouldn't. He have, I, I, if I could go and take it away, then I would go and take it away from him. Andre Iguodala is a one-time All-Star. His stats are nice. He was considered a vital <laughs> second-tier player for the Warriors. Yes. Yes, he was. All right. Andre Iguodala was named Finals MVP. He's the first person to do it without having been a starter. <laughs> History maker. Yeah. I would go Iguodala. No. Yeah, you got a title that you're responsible for. No one's asking you, hey. Melo got a title that he's responsible for. He is responsible. Yeah, that's true. Yes. yes. He drugged that yes, whole crew. Yes, he did. Jerry McNamara. Yeah. He won that title. He knocked down some big threes. Yes, there. he did. Remember Carmelo? My favorite Melo moment. I love that guy. At the ESPYs, he got College Player of the Year or whatever. And he, oh, and he, yeah, he thanked himself. He thanked himself for yeah. being so great. <laughs> All right, we'll check in with the Lakers on life support. Coming up next, we're back after this Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
in attention all wrestling aficionados wrestling with freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season this is freddie prince jr and i am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only jeff die get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches dissect the fiercest feuds and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling we're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned thursdays freddie you know we got to give the people what they want this season we have an all-star lineup of special guests we're going to be gracing our podcast bringing with them their own unique insights experiences and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. MBUSA.com. Dave McMenamin covers the NBA for the Mothership. He's covering the Nuggets and the Lakers. It'll be game four tonight at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN. Before we talk about the series, Dave. If I said you could have the career of Carmelo Anthony or Christian Leitner, the entire basketball career, Melo just announced his retirement. 
I don't know if you can see the jersey behind my, my shoulder there. Dan, I'm a little biased. I went to school with Carmelo Anthony. There's no way <laughs> I would ever pick uh, Christian Leitner in this scenario. Uh, so I'd have to recuse myself from uh, answering that with uh, an unbiased heart there. But um, you know, obviously, multiple championships for, for Christian Leitner and Duke. But Carmelo Anthony had uh, what a ride, the best freshman season in the history of NCAA tournament, and he follows it up with a multi-time Olympic gold medalist. Obviously, all the scoring accolades he had at the height of his powers with the Nuggets and the Knicks in particular. And uh, yeah, what a what a career! All right, Carmelo Anthony or Andre Iguodala? Wow, Andre Iguodala's best success was as a role player on a championship team. Obviously, the finals MVP in yeah. 2015 is a significant accomplishment, but I don't think Andre Godala, both those players, again, tremendous careers for both of them, they never reached the height of basketball skill and I guess the weight that is on one's shoulders as a star yeah. uh, that Carmelo Anthony reached. You got a story from uh, Carmelo in college? Uh, I mean, and the last time I saw him was uh, in late March. Uh, the last home game ended up being for Coach Jim Beheim against Wake Forest. And uh, just everyone you recognize as you get older, how rare and special something like that is and all the dominoes that need to fall uh, in order for not just Carmelo, they end up at Syracuse at a time, but Jerry McNamara to be there and Akeem Warwick to be there and, um, some of the great coaches on that that team, Troy Weaver and Mike Hopkins, uh, who has gone on, both have gone on to tremendous success in their own right. I, I guess the memory just sticks out. We are all in the, the green room after there was a watch party the night before the Wake Forest game, and Carmelo Anthony is pouring wine out of a wine label that he owns <laughs> everyone is sharing in his wine the last time i shared a drink with him on campus at syracuse university we both had you know sharpie marker marks on our, on our wrists so we could get in to buy you know dollar beers from from chucks and so to have that come full circle in 20 years uh, struck out struck me all right game tonight the Lakers are favored by three. I feel like they'll win by two or lose by 20. Um, what is Denver doing so successfully that the Lakers have a hard time counteracting? First of all, they are destroying the Lakers on the offensive boards. And that's not just Nikola Jokic. It's their front line of Aaron Gordon and Michael uh, Porter Jr. Uh, constantly applying pressure to the, the Lakers uh, when it comes to rebounding and you give this Nuggets team extra possessions, they're smart with it. You know, one of the easiest shots in basketball is a three-pointer off of an offensive rebound. Usually you're catching it in rhythm and you're wide open. And also the next thing I would mention is the Nuggets' three-point shooting has been much better than the Lakers. And that's not a surprise because the Lakers' shooting really has been something that's come and gone over the entire season, both pre-trade deadline and post-trade deadline. But that said, game one's a six-point game. Game two's a five-point game. Game three, the Lakers have a lead in the third, in the fourth quarter, I should say, until the Nuggets go on a, a 13-0 run in a three-minute span. In a blink of an eye, the thing's over. 
uh, there are people within the Lakers organization that I was speaking to over the last 48 hours that certainly still are holding on to hope, still are holding on to belief, um, looking to go into game four, make something happen, extend the series, and you never know. And then, you know, I like what uh, the Joker said. He's like, hey, we got to keep going. They got LeBron. You know, you, you can't. Unlike the Celtics, the Celtics, I don't think, respect the Miami Heat. They Maybe Jimmy Butler, but they don't respect the supporting cast. And I, I like what Joker said. Hey, you know, we got to keep going. They have LeBron here. But this is a different LeBron that we've seen. He's relying on the three, and they're making him work at the other end. Um, how much does he have? Like, does he have that 40-point game in him or the potential for that now? I don't think that would be the Lakers' best recipe for success, um, thinking that that would be the way they would extend this thing if LeBron pulls a 40-pointer out, out of a hat. I mean, he was tremendous in the closeout game against the Golden State Warriors where he went for 30-plus, but that's yeah. the only 30-plus playoff game he's had since the 2020 bubble. Uh, his defensive efforts and impact on Nikola Jokic in particular have been remarkable. It's not, it's not like he's having a bad series in the overall sense, um, but he is not the 40-point scorer he once was. And that's – listen, his peers are retired. Dwayne Wade is hosting uh, a game show. Carmelo Anthony just uh, hung it up. Uh, LeBron is still competing in the Western Conference Finals. Um, that's no small feat, just making that statement. Yeah. Uh, but to expect him at 38 years old, 20 years into this thing, to be the 40-point scorer, I think you look to number three, Anthony Davis, who scored 40 in game one, to be that guy. Yeah, and then I wonder, you know, is it worse to get swept in the Western Conference Finals or, you know, not make the playoffs or bow out in a, you know, a play-in game? Well, that goes to the LeBron-MJ argument that's been made for years. Well, MJ's six for six in the finals. What about all the years he didn't make the finals that bad? Yeah. You know, Le- LeBron to get to the finals ten times is an accomplishment in itself. And uh, I-, I would think playing competitive basketball is really what is continuing to throw fuel on the furnace inside of him uh, to try to extend this thing to year 21, to year 22, perhaps beyond that. And uh, these games, the more he can get them this time of year, the more he's going to be motivated in August and September to get his body right for, for tip off of, of training camp. Are they going to be able to keep Austin Reeves? Oh yes, certainly. Uh, they uh, He's a restricted free agent. He, fits everything in their culture that they'd want um, in terms of competitiveness, in terms of ability to play in the modern NBA, uh, in terms of the, the, the pride factor that he's basically a homegrown talent, someone identified as an undrafted player coming out of Oklahoma. And it could be a, a number that seems pretty big. It could be like $20 million a year. Uh, but when the new CBA kicks in, that number actually will seem pretty amenable. Can you explain the Miami Heat culture, the makeup? that I think their undrafted players are averaging over 60 points in this series against Boston. How do you explain well, that? I mean, you start with Pat Riley, and you filter down to you know, very smart people like Andy Ellisberg, who've been there for forever in the front office, and Eric Spolstra. And uh, that's the trend written when it comes to you know, the brain trust 
And then they still have standards that I don't think other teams employ quite so often. I mean, they're still making you do fitness tests and checking your body fat levels with like pinchers, you know, like that doesn't, that doesn't happen too often in uh, modern society, uh, even in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so I think you start there and, and then they recruit and they identify players based on competitive makeup. And, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily jump off the page in athleticism or shooting percentages or all the other metrics that we're so accustomed to judging players by. Uh, you got to really kind of know your sport, know the psychology of it, know the people in it in order to succeed in that that manner. And obviously, Jimmy Butler uh, is the prototypical heat athlete and you know, all credit to him on the court, obviously, um, you, it, it, it's so fun watching him play because if you are watching a heat game, they're down 12 with four minutes to go in the, in the fourth quarter. Oh, it's Jimmy playing. Yeah, okay. They got a chance. Yeah. They got a chance. And like, that's what makes these games worth watching. Well, that's why when ESPN came out with their analytics and said the heat had a 3% chance, you're not factoring in. Jimmy Butler. You're not factoring in experience. You're not factoring in Eric Spolstra. And uh, is it now flipped? Is it 97% for the Miami Heat and 3% or is it even 3% for the Boston Celtics? I can't. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's higher than 3%. I give him a 10% shot. I mean, if you get game four, you go back to Boston for game five. Yeah, but you, you got to do then... something that's never been done before. And you're doing it with yeah. this group who they're, they're just so inconsistent. I mean, but we used to watch the NCAA tournament, Dan, and, and the 16th seed had never beat a one seed. And, and now does that seem like such a far-fetched idea over after watching the tournament the last few years? I, I'm not so sure. And now, okay, but who has those... a better chance then the Celtics to come back or the Lakers to come back? I would say the Lakers. Uh, all those games have been close. They didn't okay. lose by 30 points in a game three, uh, even though it was, I think, 11, the final margin of game three. Uh, I would give the Lakers a better chance. I don't think either team is going to do it. Uh, but if we're going to see one of them, then pull it off and take the Lakers. Have fun tonight, Dave. Thank you again for joining us. Anytime, Dad. Dave McMenamin covering the uh, NBA for the Mothership. 8.30 Eastern, game four tonight. Boy, if you're either one of these teams, the Celtics or Lakers, and if you get swept, and then we have to wait a week before the NBA Finals start, we got to have something to talk about, and it's going to be about the teams that lost. I just want to give the Nuggets, their fan base, a heads up. If you win tonight, people, the national media, will talk about the Lakers for the next week. Just letting you know, because it's... It's more interesting, the team that lost, and it's LeBron James. Just letting you know, don't you're going to take it personally, and you shouldn't. Uh, just know that this is going to be about the teams that are losing and getting swept. Yes, Marv? But the day before game one, Nuggets time. <laughs> is, what, the eight days before that? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, Eden. Nah, the, the story leading into the finals is going to be Cinderella story eight seed. Advancing from the depths. <laughs> came from nowhere. They came from nowhere to shock the world. Yeah. This is a team that was once a number one seed. 
<laughs> right? They're always good. They were injured, and, uh, you know, they barely got into the playoffs. Same with the L.A. Lakers here. Uh, yeah, Pauline. So the NBA may have a week with no basketball, zero, which is horrible time of year to have that gap week. You know, the NBA has these created tournaments. Why don't they just create a third-place game? Mm. Celtics-Lakers, best of best of three. Best of nine. Yeah, for the, give a lottery pick or something like that. Create something, Commissioner Silver. You're good with yeah. that. Only this year, though. Yeah. yeah. Consolation just tournament. This, yeah, just this year. You know, the NCAA tournament used to do that. They'd have a third-place game. And uh, I think they stopped doing that when they got into the 80s. But there used to be a consolation game. Yes, Todd. Third place game or a top seeded NIT team? Which would you rather be? Uh, team? I would rather be third place NCAA okay. tournament. Now, it used to be, uh, well, it was a long time ago when the NIT was the bigger tournament. People, it blows people's minds nowadays when you say, you know, the NIT used to be bigger than the you know, NCAA tournament. You know, like, how is that possible? It was. NIT was a big deal. Uh, you know, back in the, what, 60s, 70s? NIT was big. 50s. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.